Friday morning podcast action for uh, for everybody. Uh, you're getting the uh, you're getting the best of us. This isn't after a day of working. This isn't after a whole week. This is after a whole week of working, but uh, it's Friday. We got coffee running through our veins. Jake, I'm ready. Let's do this. We got a big, 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 big episode ahead of us. Yeah, it's a little. Uh... I don't know why it always does this. For some reason, while the music's playing and you're talking, it cuts out every single episode. It's the weirdest thing. It does it every single time. I'm done going back and forth and trying to figure it out. We're just going to... I have we've no idea what you just uh, said, but uh, but yeah, thanks for joining today, Jake. We've got to get our sound engineers on this immediately. <laughs> um, our, our production team really needs to step up here. Everything else always works, but um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Hey, no questions. There's nothing... We're in... Um, we're in we're in the we're in the thick of it and I want to get right into it, Jake. Uh let's, let's uh let's start off with a week thirteen key matchup recap. Um mm-hmm. and I want to start it I wanted to start here in fourth. Um last week we talked about it, right? Todd and Tyler. Um yep. and then me and you yep. were the two big matchups. And it was basically what you thought it would be. Uh well it, it wasn't what we thought it would be, right? It was um you, I lost, so you it lost definitely wasn't me. what I thought it would be. And then uh, Tyler beat beat Todd. So let's start there. Todd loses yeah. to Tyler uh, in a really a pretty big heartbreaker. He needed, a, what, roughly 12, 13 points from Terry McLaurin on that weird, whatever it was, Monday or Tuesday game. And McLaurin, I, I didn't watch a single minute of the game. I couldn't find it on TV, but he had an absolutely horrible game. Puts up about three points. Yeah. Uh, somehow the Washington football team still ends up winning. It looks like everything went to Logan Thomas. Todd, though, he moved from fourth place to sixth place. And then I, mm-hmm. on the other hand, Jake, I had a pretty good week against you. The team is coming alive in spite of uh, my RB1 is now my RB4. Uh, Miles Sanders having an absolutely horrible week. You had a little bit of an off week there with the help of uh, a couple players not showing up for you, but you're still – you're obviously – locked into playoffs but i move up from i think i was in the sixth spot maybe the fifth to the fourth spot all right let's get over to bro let's recap this before we just kind of talk about uh before we focus on last week and then we'll get into uh our first down which will be this week's matchup in bro henry beat garcia pretty convincingly um garcia he moves out of fourth place and henry moves up into fourth Here's where we stand with the other seeds as well, and then uh, we're get, we got a lot to break down because fourth gets really, really confusing. I am mm-hmm. locked into the one seed. I there is no way to based on tiebreakers, so I will be the one seed. You or Eric will be the two or the three most likely. Uh, there's a couple tiebreaker situations on whoever ends up in that fourth seed, but it will most likely be you and Eric uh, facing this week. And then we've got the fourth seed. So let's look backwards, Jake. Uh, give us some thoughts on uh, the matchups uh, from last week, and then we'll get into the matchups this week. Yeah, looking at uh, Tyler and Todd's going back to fourth. Yep, that's an ugly, ugly game, and that's not that's not the way you want to be limping into playoffs for either of these guys. Absolutely. Um, Tyler wins 113.68 to 107.3. Todd showed me the matchup. He was like, Terry McLaurin, I need nine points out of him. And I was like, dude, 
against any other team, I would say you've got this locked against Pittsburgh. I, I don't know, and yeah. that really sucks for you. And in a game where they ended up winning, you know, it, he has he has nothing. So that's that's a real bummer for Todd. Uh, like you said, we'll break down the matchups. He's not he's not out yet. Um, and now Tyler, you know, gets a gets a solid win, puts himself back in first place, and potentially mm-hmm. avoids uh, the Israel time bomb right. in the first round. Uh, you and I, you know, fucking Antonio Gibson going down that 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 killed me. Um, you know, I lose by 14 points. I think he could have gotten 15 points and, and been a difference. So who knows? We'll never know. Antonio Gibson's probably done for the season. I'm crying. I'm over it. Let's move on to bro. Uh, Henry's team is freaking, it's just good, dude. Yeah. We keep talking about this. Absolutely. He's, he's going to, he's going to wreck people and he's going to hurt everyone's feelings. Uh, he came back strong, 168 points. Um, you know, Anthony had a great week at 145 points. That's a totally fine, totally respectable week. Um, but, you know, Darren Waller scored a third of what Anthony's entire team scored by himself and can't overcome that. Uh, so Henry, Henry's team is just stacked, and he's he's cruising, uh, heading for a playoff spot here, it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I think the two my two biggest takeaways were – just awful, awful luck there for Todd. Uh, pretty good luck for me because yeah. it was exactly what I needed. I needed to win. I needed Todd to lose, and I needed to mm-hmm. get myself safely into that, into the playoff picture. Um, and then Tyler, he got what he needed too. He needed you to lose, mm-hmm. and he needed to win to kind of avoid that uh, matchup against Israel. On the flip side, yep. right? It's sort of it's nice to be locked into the one seed historically that's been a pretty good place to be but with henry looming although this is going to be a nice segue as we get into our uh matchups this week so let's get into four down territory we're in four down territory all right first down here jake we are going to kick it right off with uh the matchups uh this week and let's just start off right right here so in bro it's pretty complicated there is no win and in situation uh win and in situation if i have it uh down correctly so i'm going to walk you through it and then we'll get into the matchups so the key matchups to look at this week there's three of them there's three teams outside looking in trying to get that fourth spot it's it's the same folks from last week it's henry garcia and todd no one's out henry has me this week so it should be a pretty good matchup garcia has you this week jake and then Todd has Diego. So of those three, right off the bat, Todd has the easiest matchup. Having said that, there's a couple tiebreakers I want to go through here just for a moment. Henry has the tiebreaker over Garcia. They split their head-to-heads, but Henry has far and away the most points, and there's no way that anybody's going to catch him. Todd has the head-to-head over Henry, and then Garcia has the head-to-head over Todd. So in the event of a three-way tie... The head-to-heads, all that, that's all going to be set aside, and it's going to go to points. And if there's a three-way tie for fourth, Henry's going to be in regardless. Okay, so that's a key point there. All right, let's go through Henry's scenarios first since he has most. He has the most ways to win, okay? We just said it, three-way tie, Henry is in because of points. Henry is also in with a win and Todd losing. Henry only cares about Garcia if Todd wins and Garcia loses because if Garcia loses, 
Henry and Todd, uh, they played Todd one. Even if Henry wins, Todd would actually end up in the fourth seed because they would have the head down. Yeah, so pretty crazy there. So uh, unfortunately for Henry, he, he does not control his own destiny. He needs um, either to end up in a three-way tie or to be tied to Garcia. Okay, that gets us right to Todd. So if Todd wins and Garcia loses, Todd is in, regardless of what happens with Henry. The other, the flip side of this is, um, well, no, that's it right there. That's it. That's that's Todd's situation. Todd, he wins. He needs Garcia to lose. He cannot end up in a three-way tie, and he there's no way he can get in if he loses. So Todd needs to end up winning, and he needs Garcia to lose. He doesn't care what happens to Henry. Okay, Garcia, Garcia wins. He needs both Henry and Todd to lose. Um, he can also get in if Henry loses and Todd wins because he has the head-to-head over Todd. So let me recap real quickly. Three-way tie, it's going to be Henry. Henry, the only way he can get in is if he wins and Todd loses. Todd, the only way he can get in is if he wins and Garcia loses. Garcia, the only way he could get in is if uh, either both of Henry and Todd lose or Henry loses um yeah makes sense yeah and there is still a scenario where eric does not make playoffs actually and two of those three teams make it in yeah because there's if eric loses and todd and anthony garcia and henry all win Mm -hmm. which is possible yep uh eric is going to lose the tiebreaker to all three of those teams. Did he lose to uh, all three of them? Well, he split, he split with Todd. He lost to Anthony Garcia. Let me see real quick. I'm pulling up his sure schedule now. But, uh, he split with Todd. He's he's behind on points. Um, he beat Henry. Oh, shit. No, yeah, he, beat, he beat Todd. I'm sorry. I, so he lost He lost to Anthony Garcia, though. Yeah, so he, he lost beat Todd twice, and then he beat... Henry. Okay, so never mind. So it's just Garcia that could knock him out. And then I think I don't, I'm I'm not convinced that I'm locked. We don't have to go into this too much. But I, I was trying to figure it out. I'm pretty sure I could still not make playoffs. So it's going to be a fucking whirlwind. Sunday is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it should be really good. It's, it's going to be nerve wracking, really. But yeah, yeah. So the most yeah the easiest scenarios are the fourth seed. That's the one that we're going to pay most yeah. attention. They're the most likely. Yeah. There are a couple weird ones where the fourth seed, like one of these three teams could somehow end up being the two or the three. Right. Well, I'm going to settle up. that aside just for a second because it's just keep it a little bit simple. All right, let's, before yeah. we get over there, give a, give, give me a little bit of your thought there on the matchup. So I'll remind you, we've got Henry versus me. We've got, you're playing Garcia. Did I, do I have that right? And then Todd yep. is playing Diego. So, Let's set Todd's aside for a moment. Diego's team's been hit or miss all season long. That's far and away the easiest uh, matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, give us a little bit of thought there on the uh, on the other two before we head over to, to the other league fourth. Um, well, for you, it, it's it's a win win situation because you, you can't lose. You right. really, even if you lose, you don't lose. You're still in the playoffs. Yep. So you're fine either way. Uh, and that's probably a good thing for you because Henry is projected for 158 points, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> which is pretty wild. Um, 
he's been on fire. It would not be a surprise at all. Even though your team has been really solid, it would not be surprising if Henry wins this matchup. And I think that would put him into the either two or three seeds. So that might be even nicer for you to yep. put him in the first round. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. The, the, I don't know if anybody saw this, but ESPN added this like win probability thing that they put yeah, into neat. the matchups. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And so they give Henry a 55% chance yep. in y'all's matchup. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. And then Anthony Garcia and I, it's, it's right down the middle. It's, it's it's uh, 50-50. I'm projected for 140.9. He's projected for 139.7. So neck and neck. Um, my my team in Bro has not been good. I'm averaging like 120 points a game over the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, struggling injuries. Everything's just been kind of a mess. So. Yep. Uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. I'm kind of I'm limping into playoffs here for sure. Let's move over, move it over to fourth and keep this going. Uh, it's a little cleaner, but still gets a little complicated as well uh, once you start getting into some of the tiebreakers. So let's start with the easiest one here. Since I am currently in fourth, I have all the tiebreakers uh, as of right now and a better record than um, the other contenders. I am in a win-and-in situation, and I've got Eric this week, so that's the easiest one. Uh, I can still get in if both Dobrats or Todd lose um i can also get in in the, in the event of a three-way tie assuming that every that, that points hold right now i do have the mm-hmm. most points of the three but we're all really close i think we're within 50 or 60 points of each other so definitely some scenarios that could play out there okay dobrats this is what he needs he needs to win and he needs me to lose uh, he also needs to make sure that there's no three-way tie because if it does come down to a three-way tie, it's likely that's going to come down to points. In the event of points, he's probably going to be the odd man looking out. And then Todd, he needs me and Todd or me and Dobrats to lose, force a three-way tie, and then outscore in points. That's the only way Todd can get in. So the, there's an outside chance that he forces a three-way tie, gets that. But that's a um, that's a pretty far cry from anything being close to the the first two scenarios. So this yep. week I've got Eric. I did not check and see who Dobrats and Todd have, so my apologies there for being unprepared. But as we're sort of switching gears and kind of looking at Jake, uh, just get high level as we kind of before we get into the matchups, high level here. What's your thoughts on the playoff scenarios in fourth? Um, I think it probably stands exactly as it is right now. Okay. The only um, the only possible change. Uh, Tyler and I both sitting at 10 and three. He mm-hmm. beat me earlier in the season. So he has the tiebreaker. We are playing this week. Um, mm-hmm. so if I win, then I'll be the one seed. If I lose, I'll be the two seed. Um, so that's the only thing that I, I see Outside possibly of, yep. changing is, is Tyler and I could possibly flop if, um, but I think, I think Israel will be the three and you will be the four. That would be what I'm predicting. Yeah, I was. I found the matchups here. So we've got Todd facing Anthony Rodriguez. Um, you know, Anthony's team currently projected to win. Todd got off to a little bit of a rough start last night, but you know, uh, we're still really early in the week. And then we've got Dobrats facing Steve. With Dobrats, um, I don't even know if Steve has his roster set or not. I didn't check, but it looks like Dobrats has a comfortable, so. comfortable projection over Dobrats. Um, and so it looks like. All three of me, Dobrats, and Todd are sitting nicely as I'm currently projected to beat Eric. So 
if that all holds, yeah, you're right. The fourth seed's going to stay with me. And then to your point about the one and two seeds, that's really important because the hottest team in the league, you know, we'll, we'll sort of touch on it when we get to uh, other downs here, but is Israel and you and Tyler definitely mm-hmm. want to avoid Israel in the first round. So you guys got a big matchup right, right uh, this week. So I'm fucking tanking so that I can play Israel because I don't want – I don't want an easy road, all right? <laughs> Fuck you, Israel. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to accept the loss, it, just in case. We'll see. He's Tyler's projected to beat me, so. All right. I'm well, just... to everyone involved, it, it's pretty cool, right? So you're going to be in playoffs in both leagues, it looks like. Todd's got a chance. I've got a chance in both leagues. Um, so it's kind of kind 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 of, of nice there. Um, looks that's like... all you want. Any yep. given Sunday, just get in and, and, yep. and then set your lineup and hope for the best. Speaking of any given Sunday, this is going to get us into our second down. Somebody that would have helped you oh. on any given Sunday was uh, Antonio oh. Gibson. It seems like Antonio Gibson's season may be over after he suffered a turf toe injury versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The rookie running back Jake was having a great RB one season. He was it was mm-hmm. it was everything he was hyped up to be this preseason. Unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be sidelined for at least a few games, if not the rest of the season. Jake. Let's first start with you. This was your boy, right? You were riding him to a championship hopes, and now it's looking bleak. Where are you, my friend? Um, I'm pretty hurt. I'm pretty sad, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. This was, uh, you know, every year I kind of pick like a like a flyer guy that I just fall in love with. Last year, I don't know if everyone remembers, was Darwin Thompson. And uh, when I drafted him, everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, way (laughs) off on that one. But this year it was Antonio Gibson, and I was super pumped about him. Mm -hmm. And then like three days after our draft, they cut Adrian Peterson. And he said, they cut me because Antonio Gibson is the guy. Like, he's really good. And I was like, oh, fuck yes, we're doing it, baby. Um, I predicted, you know, coming off the last – since the bye week, he's just been on absolute fire – and usage rating had gone up. I, my my thought was he was going to be one of those consensus guys when they when they release like the most common player in a championship lineup. Mm-hmm. I, I figured Antonio Gibson would be one of those dudes. Yeah. Um, so it sucks. It sucks really bad. Turf toe is uh, generally a multi week injury. Um, they're fighting for playoffs, so he you know they're saying they're yeah. saying he's not done for the season. Like they want him out. But if he comes back, if he comes back next week or week sixteen. I don't think I have confidence putting him out there. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Let's talk a little bit about the impacts of the other players. Uh, let's start here with the running backs. Peyton Barber seems to fall into the, I guess, early down lead back. He'll probably get the most carries. There's also J.D. Mm-hmm. McKissick, who's basically been a wide receiver. Let's start there before we get into the pass catchers and how this might impact them. Um, obviously, stock up for both these guys, but uh, how much is the question? So where are you on stock up, J.D. McKissick or Peyton Barber? I think, uh, I, you know, Peyton Barber was on waivers. I didn't go after okay. him. I think J.D. McKissick is the dude. Okay. Um, they really liked him. You know, Gibson, the reason that Gibson wasn't getting a ton of work before their bye week uh, was that they just really liked J.D. McKissick, and he was, he was you know, getting... 50 60 percent of the snaps um so i think he comes back in and he's you know he's the guy that that you want um peyton barber had like 14 carries for 23 yards so not even averaging two yards a carry against an incredible defense granted but um you know i don't think he's 
if he gets in the end zone, that's the only thing that you're hoping for. McKissick has the passing upside, so that's that's who you want. Speaking of passing, let's talk about the pass catchers. Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin. I don't think Sims is even worth bringing up here. Uh, Logan Thomas did really well. That might have just been because of the matchup with the Steelers, but stock up, stock down for either of those guys? Yeah, I think uh, I think Logan Thomas maybe a little bit. Um, you know, it's Gibson Gibson wasn't a huge pass catching option for them, but that was it was increasing. You know, yeah. he had but in the three games prior to this, he had ten receptions. Um, you know, so maybe those those ten targets, you know, three three targets a game, maybe those start going to Logan Thomas now instead. Yep. Uh, because Alex Smith is, you know, he's not bombing it down the field really. So. Um, and uh, lastly here, um, perhaps um, I am uh, biased, but, uh, you know, I, I, do, I do feel like this is going to benefit ultimately McKissick the most, as you mm-hmm. do. So that impacts two uh, teams, uh, mine in bro and Tyler's in fourth. So let's talk about mm-hmm. the uh, stock up, stock down. Obviously both up again, though, but how much for both of those, uh, both of those teams as we head into the final weeks here. And, you know, these are both playoff teams in the respective leagues? I think it's a huge boost because you just got an RB1, essentially, with yep. J.D. McKissick now. Yep. Um, and whether he returns RB1 value or not, who knows, but he's going to get the opportunity, um, which is huge. And the fact that I have to play Tyler with Antonio <laughs> Gibson on my bench and yeah. face J.D. McKissick is a real kick in the dick. Yeah. So. All right, let's get into uh, our third. Sad. Let's get into our third down. I think you're going to take it away with this one, right? Yeah, yeah. So we got to talk about a young man named Justin Jefferson. My goodness. Uh, good grief! So this guy drafted by Israel. I didn't even look in in uh, when Urban got him uh, in bro, but he was number 148. So late, late in the draft. Uh, over the last month. Averaging 6.75 receptions a game, 103 yards, and 0.75 touchdowns. That's good for 23.1 points per game over that time. He's the wide receiver, wide receiver seven on the season. Jeez. But the pace over the last month would put him at wide receiver two oh. on the year. Wow. Yeah. Beast. Behind Tyree Kill which is problematic because he is also on Israel's team. Yeah. Uh, so we just talked about, you know, players that, that are going to be in most common championship lineup, you know, with Antonio Gibson no longer there. Yeah. I think Justin Jefferson is probably one of those guys. That being said, here's his next three weeks and, and playoff weeks. Plays Tampa Bay. Yep. Pretty hit or miss lately with their mm-hmm. defense, but their defense is solid. Plays Chicago. Solid defense. Championship week, he plays New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, which, is which isn't hasn't been as bad from a home away. Not as point. bad, but uh, yeah, no. But their their defense is definitely solid. He, uh, uh, he played Chicago. You're starting him. You're sure, starting right? him. He played Chicago in Week Ten. He had eight receptions, 135 yards, no touchdowns, uh, but he certainly mm-hmm. made up for that regression as he scored four over sure. the next three weeks. I'm trying to see if he's had any other obviously bad matchups. His second week in the NFL with, you know, no preseason or anything. He only had three for 44 against Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, Green that Bay. Was the thing. So at the beginning of the season, he was pretty inconsistent. Yeah. He at, had these blow-up 40-point games, but this is – he has stabilized. Yeah. He's 20 points a week. Green Bay, he didn't do very now. much. 
Um, the Cowboys, he had a good game. Carolina. Yeah, you know, I um, I wouldn't be so much worried about Justin Jefferson if I'm Israel or any playoff team, because I know some of you have leagues uh, outside of ours. I would be worried about Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been really, yep. really good, but there's no doubt he's playing. Um, he's playing above his uh, his his average or historical skill set. So as as Kirk Cousins goes, Justin Jefferson goes. Um, yep. You know, I to me that's what it is. And you look, I'm looking at these matchups. You know, it it can definitely be done. It's already been done. But that's what I would be more worried about is uh, what well, how confident do I feel? Because you. You're putting Justin Jefferson in, and then you're just hoping that Kirk Cousins doesn't have a bad, bad week. Yeah, and then speaking of, um, I mean, let's just let, let let's talk a little bit more broadly here because I don't know how much. I mean, he's he's one of the most impactful players. Irving got him in the 16th round. I looked it up, mm-hmm. which is incredible Jesus. to have the wide receiver seven. And then over the last month, if Irvin could have had a healthy team, he just had he had some really bad luck this year. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you think about. Well, Next year, you know, we, we talked about Calvin Ridley this year uh, being a great pick in that fourth or fifth round, wherever you got him. Justin Jefferson, he could be in that second, third, or fourth round, and I, I think whoever takes him, you're going to end up, you know, if you get if you get a good deal on him, you're going to end up very happy. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with the quarterback situation there next year. Because yep. um, I don't know if, this is the I think this is the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract. Is it? Um, yeah. That three-year contract that he signed. So I don't know if they go get somebody. Do they bring him back? Yeah. They go and sign, you know, somebody off waivers. They they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick now, whatever. Yeah. So um, that'll be the thing to, to watch for him. But absolutely, I think if he if he goes the third or fourth round next season, I'm not shocked at all by that. All right, let's get into fourth down here. Um, okay, so the fourth down is just the Saints. Okay, we got to talk about this because there's a lot of players on a lot of playoff teams, and I think you're getting some sort of mixed, I don't know, impressions if you have anybody other than Taysom Hill, right? Um, So Michael Thomas, I think it was last week, he had nine receptions, 105 yards, no touchdowns. It was almost the identical stat line he had against his uh, game against the Falcons two weeks ago with Taysom Hill. Kamara had a pretty good showing, 88 yards, one rushing touchdown. You know, you didn't get the receptions, but two for nine, that's not that's not awful. 17.7 points. It's the best game he's had since Hill's come in. Taysom Hill, though, has been really, really consistent. 24, 17, almost 24 again. He's getting it done both passing and rushing. So there's a lot of impacts here. Um, and then, you know, the one thing that's kind of looming as far as playoffs goes is, does Israel get Drew Brees back? Because right now, the one glaring hole on Israel's team is he doesn't really have a quarterback that kind of instills fear. And we talked a little bit about the matchups. We already heard uh, New Orleans plays Minnesota. I believe it's championship week. So if Israel's there, you're going to feel really good about Drew Brees. So let's just start to unpack this. Um, Let's start here with if Brees comes back, how scary is Israel's team? And then, right, the fallout of that is you and I both have Hill. I don't think you're starting him, but I'm relying on Hill pretty heavily in Bro League. So mm-hmm. let's just, let's start there with the quarterback and the teams, and and then we'll move into the players because that's going to get us into Kamara and Michael Thomas. Yeah, I mean, it just it just gives Israel another another weapon. Right now, he doesn't have a quarterback in his offensive position spot, and you know we talked about this. 
before the season is you that's what you need to have in that mm-hmm. position to stay competitive probably yep uh, so if he gets breezed back and he gets you know like a lock to 20 points in that position that just takes a lot of the flexibility the, the fluctuations out of out of his scoring every week that he might face um and then for you know it, it doesn't i don't think he's coming back in our playoff stretch it sounds Drew like breeze they won't let him rest okay. yeah they already said he's not playing this week yep. Taysom hill again then they play kansas city and maybe he comes back for that because that's a huge game and they need that win yep. um and you know it's it's the same thing like if he's there you're firing him up and you're playing him um but you know and then we and then at that point we have to keep an eye on what happens to Taysom hill's eligibility does he go back to being a tight end can we start him there like there's there's gonna be some weird things there's gonna be some interesting caveats here yeah. for week 15 16 if how if big is back. the drop off from Taysom hill to kirk cousins if you're let's say you're the one seed in the bro league right now and you're really like having Taysom hill um drew Brees comes back hypothetically how much how worried or how would you where would you be where would you th- just th- mentally I, it's just gonna be a consistency issue right at that point like you said Taysom Hills Taysom Hills has consistency because he's going to rush the football he's going to get touchdowns with his legs Kirk Cousins doesn't have that and he can he's showing us he can have some pretty terrible games I'm pretty sure he has a negative point finish this season so yeah um so yeah you you're going to be a lot more nervous obviously if you're starting Cousins over Taysom Hill the confidence after last week in Camara. Um, is it, it had to have gone up a little bit, but how much would be, is, is the question. So where are you with Alvin Kamara and where, where should you, where, where, where should we be? It's still not great. Um, just Kamara's Kamara gets his, he, he makes his money through the air. Yep. Um, and now in three starts with Taysom Hill, he has three receptions for seven yards um, so when you take that out, if you take out his, his receiving work, he's, he's not even an RB two, probably he's more like a flex play. Um, if he gets in the end zone, you know, and you get lucky with that great, but that's not what you want to rely on. So okay. the fact that he, that Taysom Hill actually dumped a couple passes off to him made me very happy to see. Um, but unless he's getting, you know, four or five, a game that where he can get out in the space and, and do some things, um, Still not a not a ton of confidence with Camara. And real quickly, since Tyler is a playoff team, playoff impacts mm-hmm. uh, to his team are Michael Thomas. Where yeah. where real just maybe maybe a thought or two on Michael Thomas. Same thing. Yeah, I I don't think I'm starting him with a ton of confidence. You're starting him, but I don't I'm not yeah confident. It's going to be hit or miss with him. Okay. So. Cool. Well, before we get to our extra points, I wanted to make sure we put this kind of in a, um, a highlighted area. Uh, I want to celebrate our team of the weeks, and they are back-to-back team of the weeks. Uh, Bro League, it was Henry, 168.88. So, Henry. Bro League. Team of the week. Well done. Congratulations. And Israel, 175.9, showing everybody why you two are the scariest teams. Israel, you are the... Fourth and one. Congrats, guys. Uh, Well done. Instilling fear as we head into the playoffs. 
Jake, one knock out some extra points, take a break, and then play uh, some shoot shot. Can we take a break first? I have to pee. Okay, we're going to take a break first, do some extra <laughs> points, and then we'll play our game. All right, Jake, let's get into a couple of quick stories and notes with some extra points. It's time for the fourth and one extra points. Got a little background music to uh, help out during this part, Jake. Uh, Last week, Baker Mayfield, he had himself a day against the Tennessee Titans. He threw for four touchdowns in the first half. Mostly irrelevant for this coming week, since I don't think he's on any playoff team or playoff contender. But um, is this a sign that things are turning around in Cleveland as we think about the end of the year? DraftKings maybe heading into next year? I'm not taking too much into it. I think they're they're still going to be a running football team. That's their bread and butter. Um, Baker's whatever. So, got it. Uh, on the other side of that game, Derek Yeti Henry, uh, Yeti season was was put on pause a little bit. He had 15 carries for 60 yards, no touchdowns. We both lost some prop bets on no, that one. That's not fun. Uh, we talked about that being the toughest matchup he has left this season. Does he get back on track against Jacksonville this week? All I'll say, Jake, I am quadrupling down on that 100 yards and a touchdown parlay bet uh, I've been closing out the season with. Hey, speaking of uh, big things in store for um, for players, uh, there's big news, Jake. The Golden Toilet. We have already crowned Richard the Golden Plunger. Well, now we've got a toilet <laughs> to uh, plunge. Congratulations, Brian. You're a Golden Toilet winner. Uh, you know... He was in the. Uh, he lost in the championship last year. He lost. Uh, you know, is that is that is that a uh, just a continuation of the Super Bowl hangover? I think so. You know, yeah. we're seeing we're seeing that with the, the 49ers this year a little bit. Yep. Uh, and I think it it's carried Rams. over, just like Brian. But you know what? Richard and Brian get a trophy this year, and not everybody will. So good job, guys. Good for y'all. Uh, looking at somebody that is not a golden toilet or a golden plunger darren waller holy shit 13 receptions 200 yards two touchdowns he had 45 fantasy points this is top five for a one-week performance ever from a tight end in fantasy football uh is he going what first round second round in the draft next year where is he going i yeah first round number one overall right after um right after Perhaps I hope I didn't send you the wrong uh, wrong one because I don't I didn't have oh there he is right there okay speaking of way too early draft thoughts uh, does uh, Darren Waller does he get drafted right after CMC looks like Christian McCaffrey is not <laughs> likely to return this week but I was um, you know Todd could really use him this week as he's trying to fight and get into um, get into the playoffs but um, do you still think CMC goes number one overall next year? 100% he should. Okay. If, if you have the number one pick, uh, your best bet is to take him. None of these injuries have been like things that are going to be chronic. They're fluky. Pick him. You're going to be very happy. He's got some fresh legs. The last point here, Jalen Hurts taking over as the Philadelphia starter. They uh, did a very nice thing for him. Gave him a nice, easy matchup against the <laughs> Saints. Jesus Christ, what are they thinking? Uh is this going to be terrible? Like, how, how much of a bloodbath is this going to be for Jalen Hurts? Or is it going to impress us? I I don't think it's going to be any worse than it would have been if Carson Wentz was the QB. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. All right. You ready to get into uh, some shoot your shot and talk about some players outside? Okay. Let's do it. It's time to shoot 
your shot. All right, shoot your shot, Jake. What we did was we found some players at various positions, um, ranked a little lower than we think they should be, um, and we think that uh, they've got chance to pop off this week. So we're going to take a shot on three players. I don't think we did it in any particular position, but if you've got a uh, if you got a place you want to start, go ahead and fire it off. Yeah, I just did. Uh, I did one of every position. Uh, so okay. I'll start off with quarterback, and uh, I'm going with Brandon Allen wow. against our beloved Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he is projected for 15 points. The Cowboys uh, are 25th against quarterback. Uh, we're just we're terrible. We are really bad at football. We are really bad at defense in particular. I think Brandon Allen could go off against us. I think he could have a really nice game. And if I'm Israel and I'm looking for a quarterback to throw into a lineup for a week, I would absolutely throw him in there. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a pretty good choice. I went with somebody else almost as nasty and dirty of an option, but I went Mitchell Trubisky against Houston and it has not much to do with my confidence in him, but the Texans just have not been a very good defense. They're 21st against the QB. I thought they made Rivers look pretty legit last week. Um, I think Trubisky can do what Rivers did. He might throw a couple couple more picks along the way. Um, you know, I tried to be a little different, go outside the top 15. There's definitely other guys above him. Uh, but I'll regrettably take my shot on Mitch Trubisky this week against Houston. All right, let's move along. Where, where are you going next? Uh, I am going with... Wayne Gallman, Ooh, okay. uh, running back for the New York football giants, of course. Uh, he is playing against the Cardinals, pretty middle-of-the-pack defense. They're 17th against the RB. Uh, he's projected for 12.8 points. He's averaging 16 points a game over the last six weeks. I don't see any reason why that would stop or slow down this week. Uh, and the Cardinals don't look that good, so I think he might be in for a pretty heavy workload. And... Uh, Make some people very happy this week. Yeah, Cardinals aren't looking good on either side of the ball. Uh, my running back this week was DeAndre Swift versus Green Bay. This is caveated on whether or not he plays. It looks like he's going to play. Green Bay has been awful against the run. They are 30th in uh, fantasy against the running back, so really horrible. Um, they had a pretty good week against Philadelphia, but who doesn't? Uh, but before that, they let up 20 points 15 points 28 points and 27 points so they've been pretty terrible uh swift was coming in the last two weeks he had 13 and 26 points and he looked like he had really gained control over that backfield unfortunately Mm -hmm. with the concussion that's going to sideline anybody uh so if he plays i would uh gladly shoot my shot on him this week yeah hopefully he's hopefully he's back and he was pretty fun to watch uh, wide receiver. I went ahead with Jamison Crowder. New York oh, Jets. Fucking, wow. we're, we're gross today. This is nasty. But he's playing the Sea Chickens. They are the 32nd best against the wide receiver, which is another way of saying they are the worst against wide receivers. Yep. Uh, their defense is not good this year. It's, mm. it's looked a little better over the last couple weeks, maybe. Uh, but Rashad Pyramid's projected for 12 points. He got in the end zone twice last week. I just don't think this is a good defense. I think that he could have a really nice game. I like it. And I also like the nice little reverse jinx there you put on Tyler's team. (laughs) Jameson Crowder. I said for Sean Perriman. But, yeah. (laughs) I I knew what you meant. All right. Corey Davis is my pick here. He's ranked number 20, so I went right at the cutoff line there. But his Mm -hmm. targets over the last four weeks were 6, 7, 3, and then 12 against Cleveland. 
Um, Jax, so obviously you don't like that three, but anything above six is going to be, that's that's about as high as you can ask for. Uh, Jacksonville is 28th against the wide receiver, which is pretty awful. And I think this is a pretty big, I'm going narrative here mostly. This is a big bounce back game for Tennessee. They got trounced and embarrassed by Cleveland. I would not also, if I'm the Corey Davis manager, I'm not worried at all about Yeti season running it up as I think that Tennessee is really going to try and get back into their groove. I, I, I don't I don't see them just taking it easy and handing it off. I think they want to really make a statement, get back to where they, what it looked like they were like top two or three in the AFC for, for a second there and then out of nowhere. So Corey Davis, that is going to be the guy I am taking my shot on at the wide receiver position. I didn't do oh, a tight did. end. Did you do one? I did a tight end. Um, it, tight end, stupid. We're not doing tight ends next year, guys. Just a heads <laughs> up. We're gonna we're gonna get rid of tight ends because I hate them. Uh, I took Mike Gusecki. Uh playing the Chiefs. They're twenty second against tight ends, so yep. nothing to be terrified of right there. Uh, coming off a huge, huge week, nine nine receptions, eighty eight yards, I think, and a touchdown. Uh, could be a new security blanket for Tua. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Cool. Well, that is shoot your shot at running back. I had DeAndre Swift. Jake, you had Gallman at wide receiver. Uh, Jamison Crowder and Corey Davis. And then at quarterback, Brandon Allen and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, all wonderful names and absolutely 100% confidence. All right. Hey, uh, we, did, we didn't talk about this before. Do you have power rankings for us this week? Any updates there that you want to talk about? Or are we, uh, oh, are we good? I completely forgot to do those this week. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Next week, I'm going to have at least the top four for our power <laughs> rankings. I right. promise you, I can guarantee that I will have that. Maybe we do it next week, where we do the uh, where we do the four teams that made playoffs, and we just put them all together, and you just rank them. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 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 A little bit I like different. that. I like that yeah. a lot. So that's That'll a uh, cross league power ranking deal. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then at some point we'll we'll uh, we'll do way too early uh, for next season. Yeah, we'll do we next have, season. We have a couple of people that are we'll give out a couple no longer boards. playing this season. So yep. yep. All right, I think that's it. Anything else? That's it, man. All right. Good luck to all the teams that are outside looking in. Thanks for playing for all the teams that have been eliminated. Congrats to Brian and Richard for locking down um, trophies, and we will see you all next week. Good luck this week. Peace.